Welcome to episode number 12 of the Chris Rose Rotation here on John Boy Media. And we are completing the second round of the rotation with White Sox ace Lucas Giolito, who is joining us from where? Oh, beautiful Anaheim, California. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's the hotel set up where you guys stay? Don't give it, don't give it away. Just no, I'm, it oh no, 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 no chance. No, we're we're in a pretty we're in a pretty nice hotel. We're in kind of like an office park area, but there's some good uh, good eating around here. No complaints. Got Not it. too far from the stadium. All right, so first time through the rotation, it was just the two of us chopping it up. Today, we're going to bring your all-star closer, Liam Hendricks, who's new to the White Sox clubhouse. And uh, for people that have never heard him interviewed, it's going to be a ton of fun because you'll get a half hour of an unplugged Australian who's a little nutty. That's the way he describes himself. How's it been with him? It's been great, man. I he's he's a chatterbox for sure, but it's all good stuff. Um, I, you know, I, I liked him a lot from the first time I met him, and just like having him in our clubhouse, kind of seeing him do his thing. Like he is one of the weirder guys, one of the most different guys in baseball. Uh, I kind of got the feeling of that, like when I first got to know him, but like actually having him as a teammate, seeing him every day, it is interesting. So Liam Hendricks will join us in a few minutes. Plus Lucas will break down uh, the American league East for us. And we'll check in on his amazing homework assignment. I have gotten a sneak peek. You will not want to miss that. I I know you're smirking already, but it is, uh, I don't want to give Mrs. Rose's grade away, but it's, it's pretty special. It's pretty darn special. All right. I hope so, so let's talk about a special time for you. Opening day, fans in the stands. You're 50 miles from where you grew up. You had uh, friends and family there and all that sort of stuff. Was there a different energy for you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, right out the gate. Uh, comparing this opening day with last year's opening day. I mean, not even close. Warming up in the bullpen you know, hearing my name being called out, whether it was like people shit talking or people supporting, it didn't matter. Like just having that energy, having those fans, like brings it to a whole nother level. Um, you know, angel stadium, like obviously it's, a it's a capped, uh, attendance. Like, I don't know how many, but a lot of empty seats. It, it was rocking. Like it was loud. Uh, when, you know, Otani and Trout came up for the first time in the first inning, like the ovations, like for me, nothing beats that my adrenaline, my adrenaline, my energy was at a level that I have not experienced in a very long time playing baseball. And it was just like such a relief to, to be back kind of in that zone. So you came out on fire, dude. You struck out the first three guys. You struck out six of your first 11. You retired the first 11. And the pitch you threw to Trout during that night, come on, dude. I mean, you even probably had to smirk a little bit, didn't you? Um, I was so jacked up in that first inning that I like didn't really see the pitch. I didn't like see what it did. I saw you know, video of it after. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't know my changeup could move like that. So, uh, 
yeah, something to kind of keep in the back pocket. You know, if I'm super adrenaline out and I just like throw that change up as hard as I can and finish it, like maybe I can get that like crazy late action. But yeah, so I don't know. You don't realize in the moment. That's weird. Like, is it almost like you're you're blacked out because you're going against the best player in baseball? And I guarantee if you were to ask Mike Trout, he would have said over his 10 years of playing in this league, that might have been one of the nastiest pitches he's ever seen. So you don't even like realize it at the time? Not at the time. I'm I again, it it was like a lot of adrenaline in that first inning, really trying to like control my energy and like just bring it towards the plate, bring it towards my target. Um Man, I, you know, I struck out the first two guys and I was like, I got to strike, try to trout out. I got to punch <laughs> him out to start the season. And I think I was trying a little bit too hard. Uh, first few pitches of the AB, uh, you know, work the three, two count. I mean, I feel like trout's like constantly working three, two counts. Uh, his approach is, is very annoying to deal with as a pitcher. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ended up just like, saying fuck it three two change up rip it as hard as i can right to right to the uh, target yas was giving me which was actually kind of like outside to him so like yas kind of wanted that like started over here maybe it back doors maybe it like just kind of fades down see he's got that like high and away target with it uh i was like just rip it as hard as i can right through there and it ended up kind of taking off arm side yeah you're allowed to celebrate now dude that's nasty no it was it felt good i i want to throw that one all the time with two strikes i gotta figure it out now that's that's sick so um it was a special day for your high school harvard westlake and, and we've talked about the story of max freed and jack flaherty and all you guys being on the same team and stuff and then getting all opening day starts did you guys have a text chain working before or afterward? Um, just I had like one text from each of us the night before or the day of. It was like Jack said, you know, good luck tomorrow. Max said something similar. I said something similar. Like, let's, I don't know, maybe a little more like, let's fucking ball out. Let's get yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. You're you're the dirty one of the group, aren't you? Um eh, most of the time. Yeah. That's why we love you. Yeah. Except except edge. when except if we all go out. If we all go out like at night, pre-COVID. Jack sometimes, man. Oh, wild card. Really? We'll just lose him. See him the next day. I can't wait till we get all three of you on this, to, you know, on this show together, figure it all out. Uh, it nice. needs to happen. Yes. Those well, will be, uh, we're going to make guests. it happen soon. We're going to make it, soon. I, we'll make it happen soon. I love it. And I cannot wait. And I'm sure everybody can't wait to hear from the White Sox brand new all-star closer, Liam Hendricks. He is coming your way right after this. Hey, I want to tell you about aced out it is the cap of major league players. 46 different lids out there of individual players, guys like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout and Jacob DeGrom, and even from the Chris Rose rotation, White Sox ace Lucas Giolito. We got snapbacks, we got dad caps, we got mesh caps, 
anything that you need for your size. It's also made and embroidered right here in the good old US of A. In addition to that, how about these cool t-shirts? 13 different ones of Baseball Hall of Famers, all approved by the Baseball Hall of Fame. This one is a Frank Thomas special. As you can see, it's got all of his individual accolades out there. Pretty cool stuff. They've also got Johnny Bench and George Brett and Cal Ripken Jr. By the way, free shipping on orders over 35 bucks, and you get a 20% discount on your first order if you put in the code word ROSE. So check it out. It's aced out. And by the way, if it makes me look this good, imagine what it can do for you. We continue on with the Chris Rose rotation on John Boy Media. So we've got the ace of the White Sox. Now we've got the closer of the White Sox, Liam Hendricks. Hello, Liam. How are you? I'm good, Rosie. Yourself? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Lucas, you got a big old smirk on your face. Uh, I don't know how well you two knew one another before Liam joined the White Sox, but what was your first impression of your all-star closer? Uh, I think the first time I met Liam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was at the uh, the union board meetings in Miami. Maybe Miami before that. that. It was either that or the all-star game, you know. All-star game. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet. Yeah, just, you know, I try, I try to keep it humble, but, you know, Liam's nope. a different animal. <laughs> Everyone has to know. <laughs> so, uh, first time I met him, I was like, wow. This guy's got a huge personality, uh, very quirky. I'm similar. I have I have some weird stuff going on sometimes, uh, but Liam just takes it to a whole nother level. And I was like, his stuff's nasty too. Hopefully he can be a teammate one day. And it happened. And Liam, what'd you think of our resident dork? Well, it's, uh, there's a whole different opinion on him from now seeing him on the mound where he's the uh, the locked in. I call it the pouty face, but it's more of the intent face. Um, <laughs> and then you see him off the field and he's exactly like you, you experience him now. He, he doesn't have that angry streak like he does on the mound, which let's be honest, I have the same thing. So it doesn't doesn't affect me too much, but he's been good. I mean, you can bounce ideas off him. You can talk to him. I make fun of him quite consistently, which is always good. Hmm. What yeah, does he make fun yeah. of you about? Um, my phrasing, uh, anything, <laughs> anything that, anything that I'm doing uh, around the clubhouse that's like ADD like. He he's been going squirrel on me recently the last few days. Uh, what does that mean? You've seen the movie Upright? Yes. Yeah. So you know when the dog just run around around squirrel. Okay, that's what <laughs> he does. He, you'll be talking to him and randomly something will happen and he just locks in the other thing mid sentence and just completely <laughs> zones you out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we've been having we've been having a really good time. I think Liam's a wonderful addition to our already very colorful clubhouse. Well, yeah, Liam. I, you just yell at TA pretty much all the time as well. So, yeah, Liam, spring how training tough is, is that? Fun. When you're a big personality like you are and you're walking into a clubhouse that's got a bunch of big personalities, did you have to dial it back when you got to Arizona in spring training or were you like walking through the door and here I am, the crazy Aussie? Um, the good thing is most of the guys have played with an Australian. So that's already set, set a baseline. So they're just expecting that level of just insanity. So I'm 
in some terms, depending on who they've played with, I'm below some guys and I'm above other guys. But the good thing was that my locker was right next to Tim Anderson's. And we, yeah, we went back and forth a lot um, to the point where it was like four hours one day at six o'clock in the morning. And we're just going back and forth, but just consistently to the point where people had to tell us like, hey, you guys calm down. It's eight o'clock in the morning. You haven't shut up yet. We need some space. So a, a lot of people are wondering, yeah, you're from Australia. Your, your family lineage is in uh, Australian rules football. How the heck do you become a baseball player over there? Uh, well, it definitely wasn't um, hereditary because my dad will hit himself in the back of the head trying to throw a baseball. So there's that. Um, I don't know where I got it from. I don't know how I did it, but it, it came apart all right. But yeah, it's um, the football side of it. Just it, it, that's the mentality side. It's uh, any adversity you face, it ends up being character building more than anything because all you're going to do is go out there and oh, you don't think I can do this? No, I'm going to prove to you I can and then uh, and go forward with that. But yeah, baseball was legitimately an off-season gig before footy. So I'd be uh, playing football during the, during the winter and then baseball would be the summer. And then I just kind of kept with both. And when I came down to it, it was, uh, hey, football's going to be here if you go to America to try out baseball for a couple of years. But if you go football, baseball's off the table. So let's try out baseball for a couple of years. Say how you like it. If you enjoy it, you can stay over there and you can and really work on it. If you don't like it, you can come back. You can enter the draft as a, uh, as a late sign and you can go ahead and try it that way. So, so Lucas... Do you see the Australian rules football player on the mound when he's out there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Last night, last night I got to see Liam in like full force. I mean, he pitched an inning and a third. Uh, I've never, ever seen a closing pitcher. So relaxed, loose, just kind of hanging out, doing his thing in the dugout in between innings and then go out there with just extreme intensity and he got the last out of the game and he was screaming and it's just like very impressive because I'm kind of like, I think we talked about this uh, last time when I'm in the dugout during a game, I like to keep it loose. Like I'm not trying to like be super serious or like be over the top, you know, sitting with my head down, but I'm not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's like, I mean, he, he's cracking jokes on me. I, Liam, you must have like cracked like four jokes on me. It was a long inning. I'll, get, I'll give him that. They were trying to ice yeah. the kicker. Yeah, I, I did saying. yell that. I did yell that at Joe Madden when he was coming out to do a mound visit or something like that a couple of times. <laughs> trying but to no, ice I, the I, kicker. I, yeah, I mean, you got to keep it loose. I mean, you can't get it locked in for that long. If you do, then you're going to burn yourself out. So what do you do? You keep it loose. You keep it kind of going. Um, these are the times where it's like, I, for whatever reason, opening day, this is two years in a row that I've given up a home run to a left-handed hitter. And it's three, probably three years in a row that I've walked a guy in my, in my first inning. And I, it drives me insane. The home runs they'll happen because if you throw around the strikes, it's going to happen. But the fact that I walked a guy, even if it is the fish guy trout, it's fine. But like, come on. I mean, I can't do that. That just that was the biggest thing frustrating for me. But yeah, I went down to the batting cage. I was playing catch. And then I had to get out of your uh, Mercedes way because you're not going to mess with the guy who's four for. And then he go, went and got another one. And Bob's your uncle. Here we are. He's got a five hit, five nine. So do you, I mean, I saw you yell at yourself or yell something 
after you finished up the game? What what are you saying to yourself? Because I imagine that's a hell of a conversation, Liam. Yeah, if you don't have really good, interesting conversations with yourself, who are you going to have an interesting conversation with? So, um, yeah, it was just a lot of yelling. Um, I think it was just it was the, the the emphasis on being just frustrated with the way that last inning took place. Obviously, I get two quick outs to get out uh, to get there. O two, I get two outs. I get to what O two on Fletcher, one two on Fletcher, and then just threw a bad breaking ball. He didn't hit it well, but he hit it in the right spot, and then uh, was then just beat it out, and then. For whatever reason, I just wasn't – I didn't fought, really follow my strengths enough for the next two batters. And that, as you can tell, Otani had a ball to the moon. But, hey, if you're going to give him up, you may as well give up a big one. And then, um, yeah, walking Trout, which sucks because then you have to face Rendon, which their lineup's not fun at all. It's, it's no, not a it's, good it, – Yeah, I ooh, had to get out of that That top of the lineup is very tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I had to leave the division to be able to give up a home at Oatani because I don't think you've got a hit off it before that. So that's good. <laughs> so, Liam, you, when you came to this country, you were 18 years old. Yep. Were you prepared emotionally for being dropped off in America? Oh, the good part was is I came over the Twins. And at that point, I came over for extended spring training. The Twins had 10 Australians. So it was as if, like, I was the only guy. Like, it was a bunch of guys. Like, James Beresford. Uh, James Beresford ended up making it to the big leagues uh, with the Twins. We were, he was there. Um, my roommate, Jared Ecott, his brother's now a YouTube sensation that had his own little skin on Fortnite. Um, then there was Kyle Edlick, Elliot Biddle. Uh, and there, there's a bunch of guys around that I, you just hung out with. So all of a sudden, it's not that drastic of a, of a change for me because I'm around people that I already know. No ish. I played with them, played against them, but no ish. But you come over that that made it so much easier rather than just coming off and being dropped outside of a Walgreens at the uh, the Clarion Hotel in Fort Myers, Florida, and then saying, "Hey, uh, good luck, guy. Nothing you know is right." <laughs> mm, the Clarions. So then you start yeah. your journey. I mean, it's hard enough for a guy like Lucas, who was a first round pick, grew up here in this country. It's hard enough for you guys when you're when you're 18 and you're moving away from home and all that sort of shit. Yeah, was it- bonuses for a first round of help? Yeah, that <laughs> was. Let me let me go let me go grab my silver spoon over there. It's fine. Well, you know what? I want to hear from both you guys on this. Were there ever times when you were like 18 and you're away from home and you're like, "Holy shit, this is way harder than I ever thought." Liam, let's start with you, and then Lucas. I want you to think think about that. Well, the first guy I ever met was a six foot five right-handed pitcher who had the calves of a Greek God and threw 95 with an absolute disgusting curveball. So I got to there. I'm like, well, I'm never making it. This is good. This is fun. <laughs> and then I, but no, no, 2008 was fine. Cause I actually pitched. I was fine. Um, 2009 was a tough year for me because I ended up having, uh, Sorry, 2007 was a good year. 2008 was a tough year for me because I ended up having spine surgery that year and missed the entire year. So that was tough because I'm rehabbing and just kind of hanging out at the Claren Hotel where, if this, by the way, the sooner you get back, then you get the Wi-Fi, then you can play video games. But as soon as the rest of the buses get back, video games are off the table because everybody's trying to do it and the Wi-Fi is very, mm. very poor. So I survived on the dollar little pizza boats from Walgreens. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of that. And then <laughs> that was, that was good. That was good. But what, what is it? Why can't you guys add tax before you get to the register? This is stupid. I don't understand it. 
<laughs> it's a great question. I, I, I don't know. It says a dollar. It's a dollar. It's not a dollar three because then I have to find three cents. It's a great point. It's a great point. So they they do everything pre-tax over in yeah, GSC. Okay. Yep. So if you see a shirt that says 50 bucks, it's 50 bucks on the dot. You don't pay a single cent more. God almighty. I got to get over there. We also oh, have colored God. money. It's it's fun and different size and has different lay, different names for it. Really? So like the, hun- the hundred the hundreds are green and they're called Bradmans because of the uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest cricketer to ever live, Donald Bradman. Sir Donald Bradman. The 50s are yellow called pineapples. The 20 are reds called lobsters. The 10s are blue called a plum. The fives are pink, but I can't remember what they're called. And then you go uh, $2 coin, $1 coin, 50 cent piece, 20 cent piece, 10 cent piece, 5 cent piece. So wait a second. In our country, we name money after presidents. You named it after a cricket star? Well, we don't have presidents. Well, I know, but you you have political people. <laughs> yeah, mean, but that, it's Australia. We're, we, we care more about sports than politics. <laughs> So when I, yeah, like let's just, let's, let's name it after the cricket. Yeah. Cause also his, one of his claims to fame was his strike rate ended up at 99.99 after he got it out on a duck for his last ever appearance, which is duck is zero. So he, uh, he ruined his hundred, hundred, his hundred percent or hundred point zero zero strike rate by doing that. But if you ever, if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole on cricket is type in Donald Bradman and Shane Warne. You will not be disappointed with either of them. Nice. I drafted in my fantasy league, my cricket fantasy league one year. They were awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. Hey, Lucas, I want to circle back to you. When you were 18, were you like, I hate being away from home. This is not fun. It's funny. Liam came all the way from Australia, uh, but there's so many similarities. For me, it wasn't a Clarion. It was a La Quinta right next to. Oh, you got the fancy stuff. <sighs> no. <laughs> so. My first, like, wow moment in minor league baseball, Gulf Coast League in Florida, was when I was there getting acclimated, staying in the hotel, had a roommate, all of that. And about two and a half, three weeks in, I woke up one morning coughing up blood. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Am I dying? And my roommate goes, oh, Oh shit. I forgot. We got to clean the air conditioning filter. I'm like, what are you talking about? Clean the air condition. I've never heard of this before in my life. And so he goes over and it's like one of those like wall, like a window unit ACs uh-huh. that ho- like, you know, lower type of hotels have. He pulls up the filter. And it's just covered black, like black mold, whatever dust. We, we go and we run it under the under the bathtub to like clean it out and then like towel it, pat it dry. And I'm like, oh my God, like how long am I going to be here? And my, then my first uh, start was probably a couple of weeks later, blew my UCL out and I ended up living in that La Quinta for about 10 months straight. Just put a dent right in my bed. Me and my roommate at the time, Spencer Keyboom uh catcher his brothers is playing for the nationals still yeah car yeah so me and spencer decorated our hotel room we would go to hobby lobby and walmart and get little decorations (laughs) 
Uh, same deal with the Wi-Fi. I was on the phone with the technical support pretty much on a daily basis because we had the Wi-Fi that was a satellite on the roof at the old La Quinta. It was, it wasn't the best. I mean, at the time, the, the one thing like about it is I'm 18, 19. I'm learning a lot. Like I showed up, I showed up to pro ball pretty wide eyed, pretty oblivious. And so, you know, all the, all the college guys, all the rehab guys that were down there, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about how to be a professional, how to develop a routine, figure things out. But it was definitely a grind. Were you guys allowed appliances in your rooms? Um, like certain ones, microwave, stuff like that. But Yeah, like we had a microwave and a fridge, but we weren't allowed anything else. We weren't allowed to have like a slow cooker. We weren't allowed to have like no, a rice no, no, cooker. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of Latin players got in trouble because they were they'd be cooking in their in their hotel rooms all the time. And okay, the thing is, is like I plays because I had that as well. OK, yeah, that's that's the thing, though, is like I felt really bad. I'm like, yo, I mean, these guys are going to Walmart, getting some chicken, getting some rice, getting some beans. They're just trying to, like, cook it up, have a meal. And like they're constantly getting in trouble. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, what's just you, you say you money, want a seating? You- yeah, you're, you're saving money and you're not eating crap because like the only stuff around their walking distance is like Burger King, Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A. It's like, hey, don't you speak bad about night. Cracker Barrel? I'm in on Cracker Barrel, about Cracker Barrel. No, I, I'm, Cracker Barrel's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying like every night mm-hmm. it gets a little expensive. Mm. See, we had we got lucky. I was right across from a Publix in Florida, which. Pub subs are doing it. I need, I miss that every day. Uh, oh, and pub then, subs. Yeah. And then there was a Quiznos, a Walgreens right across the street, an IHOP, and then the Australian classic of the Outback. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I, right, what- I got to stop you. What do Australian <laughs> people think of Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> well, I'd really appreciate if they ever used an Australian to do the slogans. That would be nice instead of an American with an Australian accent. So that would be good. <laughs> Um, and then obviously I've never heard of Alice Springs chicken, had no idea what a bloody, uh, bloom and onion was, um, no idea what any of this stuff is. So I'm going there for the first time. I'm like, okay, this is great. Well, we did an Australian dinner there every year. So the oldest guy during regular spring training would like take everybody out and we'd, we'd go to the outback and then we, anyone who was legally allowed to drink would check out and see what they, uh, the, the actual Australian beers they had on selection and you'd go to town, but uh, it was it was always a great night until you'd obviously play the pranks on the guys and whoever was the newest, you'd you'd do the hat game, you'd hide their credit card under the bill, and last credit card out has to pay. Well, we did that, but then a guy like started like welling up a little bit, had to go outside and call his parents to uh, to transfer money into his account and do all this. Like, oh no, 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 stop it, stop it. We're not letting you pay. It was a joke. You took it way too seriously. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, when there's 10 to 12 Australian guys, the bill adds up a little bit. What's the drinking age in Australia? 18. Oh, 18. No, so the funny, the worst part is, is Victoria on the East Coast, you can get your driver's license and you can legally drink in the same day, which seems like a great idea, right? 
God. Yeah. Smoke. <laughs> so, and, in, so in Western second, Australia, you get... yeah, go so ahead. In, in Perth, you get your driver's license at 17. I don't know. Maybe the, the guys on the East Coast need an extra year to mature. Uh, I'm not sure. So you come over here and you're like, wait a second, I can't drink? Like, come yeah, on. Legally. I imagine you were. Legally. All right. Yeah. Good. You're sneaking stuff in. <laughs> not that we condone that on the Rose Rotation. No. So if you're I, from Australia, I got, I got used to drinking a couple at times. I got caught a couple times. And? I had to pay a fine. What happened? Which, luckily, the, the good thing is, is the uh, the wages you make in Australia during the offseason when I was working, they, they were able to cover my fine, which is nice, because I was straight out of high school working in construction, making 30 bucks an hour. So you fun. were here playing baseball, and then you'd go back home, and you were working construction. Yeah, work uh, construction. I built uh, hand like so truck. You know the little, the little like cranes you see on the back of like a pickup truck. I was putting uh -huh. like helping putting those together. Um, then I was a delivery driver for a couple of years. You know, little odd jobs and stuff you got to do to pay bills. Giolito, what about you? I imagine you're more of my. You probably run in my circles. Private school snot-nosed mm. parents took yes. care of you did you ever have a grinder job in your life absolutely not <laughs> it just it didn't happen it didn't happen for me i was i was high school straight into pro ball and yeah. that was that well, we were talking about yeah. this the other day in the in the locker room it's like yeah yeah because uh mo um Andrew Vaughn, I call him Mo Vaughn, but Andrew Vaughn is, uh, he went from 81 in spring training to 25 in the things. I'm like, oh, you got that prospect status. I'm like, Gio, what number were you? It's 44. I'm like, see, first rounders. They get the cool numbers. Me, 62. It sucked. <laughs> hey, Liam, you got, for people that don't know, they just see you sign the huge contract in the office. You had to work. You got DFA'd five times in your career, including once by the Royals during the World Series in 2014. So the day before the World Series, I got designated for Moises Sierra. And then I got traded back to the Blue Jays for Santiago Nessie. I got traded to the from the Blue Jays to the Royals at the deadline that year. Traded back to the Blue Jays. And then they, uh, they're the ones who put me in the pen full time. And, and here we are. But yeah, five DFAs. Uh, I've been DFA for roughly a quarter of a billion dollars. I did the math there. So at least I've got a lot of money in my DFAs. There, was, there wasn't too many small names. It was, uh, first one was Phil Hughes. Then it was uh, Ubaldo Jimenez. Oh, sorry. So then it was Jose Veras. Then it was oh, Ubaldo Jimenez. Then it was Edwin Jackson. Mm. And then Moises Sierra with the Royals. So I've got, I got some money back there, you know? It was good. But I was thinking about this actually the other day because I was like, okay, how many guys have taken literally 10 years to get to free agency and still been able to sign a multi-year deal? <laughs> <laughs> so i got up in 11 call. so i mean it's it's 10 years did you ever think of going back to australia and calling it quits at any point no nah, i'm too stubborn for that like it was just it, to the point where i was like i'm not going to go back home and say that i failed and i don't until i got and then you get to the big leagues that you can't really even right now where i'm at now i can't just call it quits and say hey i'm retiring because it's not retiring it's quitting the retiring is what happens when you get to a certain threshold and we'll, but yeah, at that point, I'm like, I, I don't quit. I don't like the word quit. I don't want to do it. I don't want it to be in my vocabulary. So what am I going to do? I'm going to stick it out. And then it, it definitely helped when at the age of 22, I was able to get to the big leagues. 
um, that was that was a lot easier. Um, but luckily, I've had a rock behind me. My wife's been fantastic through it all. I mean, she's uh, yeah, we've we've gone through the ups and downs of it. After all of that, we we pretty much know every single person on every single other team now because we've been with all of them. Well, Lucas, our first time around, told us a great story about how his wife basically got in his face and said, hey, listen, you need to change something here. Like, it's not working. You need to do it. So she's the one who kind of, right, Lucas? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, she gave me a nice kick in the ass at the end of uh, 2018 uh, that I needed. Liam, I, Liam and I have talked about that before. Kind we of talked similar. about it in the show the other day. Yeah, we did. We did. Care to share? I mean, can, is she uh, is she willing to do it again? Because I just I can see it coming again. <laughs> I think you need it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, we had this conversation about it. it. Was the fact that our wives both helped us turn our careers around by just getting our, our mindsets off of the constant negativity of constantly expecting mm-hmm. to fail and then not being able to pull the trigger while succeeding. And it was, uh, so I used my wife. I used uh, a tarot card reader called Ruby's readings. If you want to check her out, she's great. Um, I'm actually, she's planning on coming out to Chicago at some point this year, once all the vaccines and stuff roll out, and then we can, uh, we can let Lucas and Ari hopefully get a chance to meet her. But um, yeah, the, the tarot card it, thing is fascinating to me. Fascinating. Oh, it's, it's wild. I got crystals Wait a in second. my You're not I'm joking doing. here. No, no, I'm not joking at all. Like I legitimately spoke to Ruby when I was in AAA in 2018 after I'd been DFA for the fifth time. Uh, it's part of my banishment period. So I was talking to her and then we we're going back and forth. And she was just like, why do you, why are you saying it like this? Why is it not? So I was saying like, okay, well, I just don't know where I'm going to go right now. I need some sort of direction. It's like, I've always done this, this, this. And she goes, well, why are you putting a ceiling on you? Like, why are you? limiting yourself by saying that you can never attain these other things. Why don't you just put it out in the universe, put it out there and see what happens and manifest it. And she ended up actually helping me fire my lot, my, my agent before that went to a new guy. And then as soon as I went to the new guy, I was up in the big leagues within a week. So, I mean, it, it coincided with September 1st, but it sounds cooler when it's just, I, I was up in a week. <laughs> there are going to be some people that listen to this and they're like, wait a second, Liam, you're listening to the advice of a tarot card reader instead of a pitching coach, a therapist or anything else. And you're trying, people are like, wait, we're supposed to believe that's what made you the all-star reliever you are now. Also, she has no idea what baseball is. Zero clue. She was really excited when our costumes were black and white. But she is good. Like she is good people. Like we actually had uh, had her over for um, we did Thanksgiving with her a couple of years ago. I uh, went to uh, Disney World in Florida, so we did that. Like, what, she's now more of a friend than she is like an like an associate or a business partner or anything like that. It's uh, we're friends, but yeah, she's uh, she's fantastic. And um, yeah, I've got like she actually sent me. Um, so I've got a black Darth Vader Onyx crystal that sits in my locker. And then she got one specifically made for me. It was a Yoda made out of jade with the little eyeballs in it and stuff like that. But ever since 2018, I've had crystals in my locker. I had carried crystal in my bag. I, it's, it's more like the manifestation stuff. Like you envision yourself succeeding so that when it happens, it's not wild. But you also envision yourself failing so that if that happens, you can still roll with the punches and get back up again. But we, uh, yeah, I was talking to a couple of the guys and it was like, same with, uh, same with Gio. It was like, when you finally meet the meet the right the right woman for you, she's the one that's going to tell you to fuck off. 
She's the one that can tell you to that's, piss off. And that's the one you keep there. right there. And that's the one you keep. And that's what, that's what uh, Ari's done for him. That's what Chrissy's done for me. And yeah, we had a nice little chat last night after I gave up a homer. So that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say to you? Uh, Stop sucking pretty much in, uh, in uh, very broad terms. But it was the same thing. It was like you almost – I do this thing where I kind of get ready, like locked in, locked in, locked in, and then I'll just lose focus that little bit, and it takes me a while to get it back. And that's what happened to those two batters. And um, and it's the same way. Like it's – once the season gets a little bit more progressively in, you get a little bit better at it. You get kind of into that routine. You get the uh, – you can feel the triggers. You can feel those things you need to react with when something's going wrong. And haven't quite found it yet because I also – I had a very interesting spring training, uh, to say the least. Oh, I think I ended man. up with uh, five or six live BPs, three B games, uh, kidney stones, uh, some immigration issues. Um, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun of me pitching on the backfields at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the pesky green card. Not even a green good, card, right? just a visa. Just oh, a visa. the visa. The visa. Yeah, yeah I'm all yeah. good now. Yeah, we were able to get it squared away just in time for me to throw the last two games uh, through in spring training, but. Yeah, it was there, and then I wasn't allowed to pitch in a game. Then I got three games in, then all of a sudden it came back. And then I was allowed to get in there the last couple of games. But uh, we made it work, and uh, we, we cut it close. But yesterday was actually my first time going an inning plus, so that was fun. So, Lucas, are you in on the tarot card thing? Oh, yeah. Not in the sense of, like, it's something that I necessarily want to do immediately. Maybe I'll try it at some point. But I'm – way in on like kind of Liam's story because there's a lot of similarities to mine. It's just kind of over a longer period of time, but that's that idea of like, if shit's not going right, if like things aren't going your way and you're pressing and you're trying and like, you're just experiencing failure after failure, like reset and do something really fucking weird, like do something different like put yourself in a different headspace, kind of like what he was saying, what, what she was saying to him is like, like, why are you looking at it this way? You can think so much more positively. You can like envision success and it's going to make it easier to get there. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I hear certain like NLP type of characteristics in that neuro-linguistic programming, which is something that I did a few years ago as well on top of all the other mental things I've done. Um, like just kind of retraining how, how you're like looking at things, how you're viewing them, how, how you're kind of operating and it can just bring you to a whole nother level. I love that stuff. Well, once again, we're, uh, we're being joined by Liam Hendricks, uh, Lucas Giolito's new teammate, just a couple more things and we're going to let you go. Uh, you did an amazing thing during the playoffs last year. We'll notice that you're masked obviously during the post game press conference where you let us in on a little, uh, <clears throat> secret in the clubhouse we've been doing the putting thing this year uh so i have my second second and putt this year uh second time i've also done the putt completely in the nude um missed today which is unfortunate i did the, i made the first one uh but missed missed today unfortunately yeah how's the new uh, well going? i well i made the third one against the Astros of the game we won against you. So I made the third one. So we're, uh, we're two for three this year, which is pretty good odds for me because I suck at golf. Um, it may actually – I think it's more of an equilibrium thing. 
taking it out it just helps with the uh the sway <laughs> well the year before it was the the mini basketball hoop and same thing like i did it completely naked but i did the uh the jackie moon shot uh from uh semi-pro and, and nailed that granny too, throw so. yep who the hell's guarding you in nude mini hoops oh no there's no guard it's, it's like a free throw got it okay but uh uh, they did Bowmel's shot was maybe the worst I've ever seen because if you it was in the so you've seen the movie um, Moneyball so it's mm-hmm. the Oakland A's clubhouse in nineteen was the exact same nothing had changed at all um, but the, so they put a, a like the hoop on one of the on top of one of the lockers and like there's a half like storage link and he hit it about three quarters of the way up the rest of it so the hoops here he probably hit it about here yeah like was it like to the point where they put like a like the, the the athletic tape and they did the kind of chalk outline of where he hit it and yeah it was uh wasn't good but <laughs> oh beautiful uh, all right yeah. um liam your your guest on the show something we do with our co-hosts like lucas is we give them mrs rose's homework assignment my wife used to be a an elementary school teacher so we gave uh, lucas... the son of two teachers perfect you're gonna love it so we gave him mm-hmm. a homework assignment, which was to learn dancing from one of your teammates. Let's see how it went. Oh. He wouldn't let no. me join him, by the way. I tried to. What's up, everybody? Oh, no. I'm here with international pop superstar, Yoan Mankata. It is time for me to learn how to do the dance to his hit song, Disaster Personnel. <laughs> hey, yeah. And who better learn the dance moves than the man himself? So Oh, we don't have we're to get right play the whole it. thing. I am a horrible dancer. <laughs> Obviously, you guys have all seen the music video. This guy knows what he's doing. So, yo, let's let's get the song going. Okay, let's do it. I love this part. <laughs> Okay, so let me get a little hip wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think, Liam? Uh, he dances like me before, but but before I was allowed to drink. So when I used to drink, I'm, I felt like I was really good after that. But um, yeah, he's. I was more of the. I put a, I put my vibes out from the bar, but uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I think I think you should stick that one to you as well. But hey, as long as you have fun, who cares, right? Lucas. <laughs> it was a blast man i i'm you know at the end of the day i'm glad that i completed my homework not hey not only did you complete your homework mrs rose says right now you are the valedictorian you are at the top of the class because you pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone you are how big is this class by the way it's a class of six. Oh, mm-hmm. nice yeah, yeah. So I'll take a participation trophy. I do have to admit that when I saw that video, I kind of thought a little bit from this scene in a famous movie. Nice. (laughs) Who's that hitch? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I could only imagine Johan. I feel like I feel like, I feel like that's that's a compliment. I feel like I'm I'm not even moving as well as he is. Look at that. He's I getting feel like, into it. I feel like that dance is gonna be easier than the yo the yo dance. Cause this one you know you're just being completely absurd. Yeah. The Mankata dance is very subtle. Like it was all he was just like kind of doing 
I don't know. Like I felt like I was doing the same thing as him, but he looked like a thousand times cooler doing it than I was. Like I looked like a weird robot. I mean, I even, if you look, I even did the video barefoot so I could feel the earth beneath me and, and maybe get some of that good energy going, but it didn't help. By the way, this is also, they filmed this just after I finished the spring training game and they wouldn't let me join in. I was fully uni kitted out. They wouldn't let me join. Yeah, he oh walks in. He walks in after throwing an <laughs> inning. He walks by like this is like right in front of our spring training complex. And the walkway from the actual game field is like right there. And like right before we start filming it, he walks over and he's talking shit. I'm like, Liam, please go inside. Fit, finish up your work. Like, let me just do this. I just finished my work. I just threw the inning. I don't do anything else afterwards. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> no, no ice, no, no nothing. Nope, no right. ice, no nothing. Nope. We say goodbye by letting you spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. We've got uh, five different nice. categories on here. And today it is appetizer. So what is the uh, must-have app on your phone that you are in love with right now? Liam? Uh, so the one I go to the most right now is, uh, ESPN fantasy hockey. <laughs> oh, uh, and I switched between that and the NHL app because I need to make sure who's goalie that night. Wow. I didn't know you were such a big puck head. Oh, like Matt, I've got the, um, yeah, I've got a, I'm a mad Montreal Canadiens fan. So I, uh, follow each way, every single one of their games. Uh, my fantasy lineup is skewed way too heavily to Montreal which is really good for the first two weeks of the season when they look like they were the best team in the NHL. Tailed off a little bit since then, but they're still, they're still doing me all right. I'm still top of the table in my league. And it, it's, it makes it easy when there's a bunch of Flyers fans because they suck this year. <laughs> Les so, Habitants. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, and then we, we make sure to let the Flyers fan, the Flyer guy know in our clubhouse or in the, in the group chat that uh, he's not welcome around because Gritty looks like he's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what's your app? Your go-to? Go-to app on my phone. Um, I'm pretty boring. It's like social media, Twitter, Instagram. But I'd say I have this app called Habatica, which is like a planner tracker app. You know, you put down like tasks and uh, you know, your daily planning and all that kind of stuff. But this is where the ADD comes in. Yes, a hundred percent. But it's in the vein of like a like a video game, like a role playing game, video game. So like, well, let's so say, is. let's say I my thing is like wake up at this time, eat eat breakfast, whatever. I can then check it off and then gain experience points and currency towards my character that I'm trying to level up and, you know, get better armor and weapons and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. It's a good way for me to stay on top of it and have like the purpose behind what I'm doing. <laughs> so you don't use this app very often then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up at, 12 get on the bus by 12 30 uh <laughs> i'm telling you today was an early morning for me and i'm doing just fine we're gonna have a hell of a day at the field it's gonna uh, be good 
All right. So uh, we want to thank you, Liam Hendricks, for being a great guest. In fact, you get a parting gift as well. So enjoy this. Liam, Lucas Giolito has promised to pitch at least four complete games, which means you'll get the day off at least four times this season. Plenty of time to practice that putting in the nude. Enjoy, Liam, courtesy of the Rose Rotation. Appreciate that because that that that's going to come in in handy. Uh, do I get to save them? Do I get to tell him when he's allowed to throw a complete game, or do I? Is it like a specification thing, or is it? <laughs> well, really, that's uh, something you guys can work on your next discussion in the shower. I'll stay out of it. You guys are the teammates, and you can figure it out then. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's the biggest thing. This whole social distancing thing—they took away the shower heads right next to each other, so we can't even like bond. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. We're, we got to get that. We were talking about that in the shower last night. I don't know if we were there, Liam. We're like, man, we got to get that 85% back so so we can get all of our shower heads back. Another great reason to get vaccinated, guys. There you go. Uh, one, I've, I've got one down. Got good. one shot down. Love to hear that. Uh, yeah. I got my double dose already, so I'm good to go. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Liam, you have been more than generous with your time. Continued success. I greatly appreciate it. And thanks so much. We'll see you again at some point here on the Chris Rose Rotation with Lucas. Hey, of All course. Right, I'm, always a, I'm always around if you ever need me. Appreciate you, bud. Awesome. You're good, Thank man. you, Liam. See you later. Take it easy, guys. He is, uh, I, I imagine, one of the more Killer. interesting teammates you've ever had. Oh my God. He's, he's awesome, man. I, it's just like, he's so much, but it's like all interesting all the time, at least to me. And it's real, by the way, it's real. Like every bit of him is authentic. Yeah. He is really good and fun. Yeah. That was, that was a great time. I'm glad that I'm glad that he talked about uh, the tarot card thing. Cause Absolutely. I didn't, he told me, he told me that like, I don't know, a week ago, but I didn't know if he was like kind of telling me in confidence or if it was something that he was just like open and honest about. And sure enough, like he comes on here and starts talking about it. I love it. All I could think of was the movie ghost. Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. It was, it was good stuff. All right. Uh, something we've been doing here on the Chris Rose rotation. We've had each one of our co-hosts break down a division in which they do not pitch. They might pitch against the team, but we're not going to ask you to break down the American league central. You're going to see those guys 76 times combined this year. So we're going to focus today on the American league East. Um, oh, this is going to be first... wonderful. No, but it's I'm good. Such a, I'm such a no. great, I'm such a great baseball fan. You'll, you'll love this. First question is, are the Yankees the favorite in the division because they're significantly better than the Tampa Bay Rays or because they're simply the New York Yankees. Ooh. Mm. I'd say, I mean, a little bit of both. I, I think that the talent the Yankees have is, is very, very good. Uh, obviously a much higher payroll than the, the Rays. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can give like the most detailed answer on that. I, I just think that if you were to look at the team on paper, Rays versus uh, Yankees, yeah. like it, it's hard if you're like, you know, creating the odds and trying to predict uh, 162. It's hard not to put the Yankees out in front. 
Yeah. I mean, that lineup is, is beastly. It really comes down to can Kluber, he's not going to be the two-time signing award winner, but if he's 75% of Corey Kluber, if Jamison Tyone comes back and pitches well, you know, they'll get Severino back at some point this year, who knows what Herman and Montgomery are going to. So really there's a lot of question marks. Whereas the Rays, they lose guys in their pitching staff every year and they get another guy up there that throws a bazillion. <laughs> Somehow mm-hmm. they, they're working that out. Um, next question. How close is Toronto to being a top eight lineup in baseball? I don't know too much about Toronto's lineup right now. Other than well, I know have you haven't lot. faced. Yeah. You haven't faced Bichette or Biggio. I noticed you haven't mm-hmm. faced Vlad I, Jr. I, a little. I faced Vlad Jr. Um, oh, they got Springer, right? Yeah. 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 He's very good. Wow. Are they already not a top eight lineup in your opinion? So that's kind of what I was looking for is that they've got a lot. They've got like, I think Biggio's a really tough out. I think he's got a really good on base. You know, he'll get yeah. on. See, if you were to ask me this question, like right before I start against the Blue Jays, and I have all my scouting material. Got it. I'd probably give you a pretty definitive answer. Um. Yeah. After pitching against them, I'd probably give you a pretty definitive answer. But like right now, the only like stats and numbers in my head are angels hitters right now. And I got to like, <laughs> I got to put those away and then move got on it. to the Mariners for the next one. Uh, but like, yeah, like top to bottom, I, who, uh, Tios, Tioscar, Tioscar Hernandez, Hernandez. Tioscar good. Hernandez. Yeah. Nasty, nasty. Uh, man, I don't know. I might you might have to give them top eight like right now, right? I think I think it's fair. I'll I'll circle back with you on that one. Angels are definitely in that top eight, man. Woo. I know. Oh my god. That yeah. that one, two, three, four, Fletcher, Otani, Trout, Rendon. And then the the protection for that four, you got Jay up and Pujols. And I know that Pujols might be sharing time with that uh that uh lefty hitter Walsh. Yep. Who Walsh, yep. I haven't seen yeah, he'll play this series. He'll play this series. Totally. I'll see. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh more important for JD Martinez to return to form in Boston or for young players like Bobby Dalback and Michael Chavis to grow up fast. Now Dalback and Chavis both had huge springs. I think they combined for like 13 homers or something in the spring. Yeah Chavis was the ice horse, right? Is that his nickname? He was like a mean. I think. Good. Um, good. See, I could tell you like stupid Instagram meme shit, but not like. Good. Uh, so I, JD Martinez, he had a rough year last year in 2020. I couldn't even tell you. He did. I know because you guys don't didn't play him. I, I get all that, but yeah, he Here's did the not. Thing. Is he is he like a I need the iPad guy? Okay. Yep. There you go. There you go. He is. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, uh, yes, Monty Grandal is a huge on video. Like he gets very, very, very locked in during the game. And he really likes to review his ABs. He likes to break down the video in that moment. That is like a huge part of his routine. That's he's mm-hmm. talked about it before. Not having that last year, it had its effect on him. 
yeah. among many, many other hitters in our league. So I think that kind of having that back for some of these guys to a certain degree, I know that we have certain like rules in place, but having that back, being able to do that is going to put guys kind of back in their comfort zone. Also better normal routine, 162 games, as opposed to the sprint we had last year. I think it's important that a guy like JD Martinez kind of gets back to what he's able to do. That's hugely important. You know, having that veteran reliable um, kind of offensive presence in a lineup. Got it. Last one. Would you rather scale the green monster with suction cups <laughs> or walk across the catwalks atop Tropicana field? Okay. So we're going, we're going like analyzing right into. Which one would you rather do? Like, are, okay. are you afraid of heights? Like, could you walk on those catwalks that are hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air? Or are you like, yeah, you know what? I'll do some Tom Cruise, you know, shit where I'm doing the suction. But I'm not, no, no holster. Like I'm suction cup. That's it. Like if I, I'll give you a holster. Listen, I think you're going to make a lot of money and be successful in this game. I don't want you falling 37 feet to the ground at Fenway park. So we'll, we'll give you a holster. Okay. So if I get to like be attached, like a rock climber by ropes, yeah. Uh I'm doing the suction cup thing and I'm enjoying it and it's fun. Okay. No, no, no worry about it whatsoever. The catwalk at Tropicana. Um, I don't, it's, it's got like railings and stuff, right? Like I do hundreds of feet in the air. I'd walk across that. Um, I'd definitely be more nervous to do that than the suction cups. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I had to choose one to be the suction cups, like I, I liked rock climbing growing up as a kid, like not real life rock climbing, but like, you know, the fake walls at fairs. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I love doing those. At 6'6", six, six, man, that's not easy. Well, I wasn't 6'6 six, six when I was 12. Well, I don't know. You could have been a giant for all I know. Could have been. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, I was always like the tallest, but. You know, there was always like in elementary and middle school, there were girls taller than me. You know, like girls grow before boys. Yes. But then by the time high school, I was the tallest and it never, and that was it. Except for the basketball players. By the way, one time on this show, we're going to get into the whole, because I know that you married your high school sweetheart. So we're going to get into some Mm -hmm. of those stories coming up one time. Speaking of which, of course, uh, we will conclude today's episode with another homework assignment and you aced your first one. I know you were uncomfortable watching yourself dance with Johan, but it was a thing of beauty. So you're already hey, one for one, top of the class. Beautiful. So for this one, uh, on intentional talk, we've got a chance to meet your dog, your dog's name again, Louie, Louie. Okay. We need you to video a dog trick with Louie. Um, okay. So the only thing about that homework assignment can't, I, I will, I'm not going to see Louie until probably after the season. Oh, he's Louie's with your wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of, all of the animals, including the, the horse my wife just got are in Davis with her, but we yeah, did just add don't a new- know. Yeah, you got to explain real quickly because I know the story, but just explain your what your wife is doing and where she is. 
Oh, she's, yeah, she's in veterinary school. She's at the very tail end of her third year out of four. Um, just grinding, man. Wow. Vet school is, I, you know, I, she was trying to prepare me before like, Hey, this is going to be a lot. I'm going to have a lot of bad days. It's going to be a grind, you know, just letting you know, I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. Like you're super smart. You're going to kill it. Like she's doing good, but man, man, is it, is it a grind? So yeah, that's based at UC Davis. Um, you know, just to kind of throw some props my wife's way, UC Davis is like the top ranked veterinary school in, in the country. And it has been for a little while. Um, but yeah, she's, she's doing her thing over there, you know, makes it tough during baseball season for sure. But she actually did surprise me and she was able to come to opening day. She just got a flight the day of flew down right into Anaheim and uh, was able to watch the game with her dad from the stands. That is awesome. How cool is that? Yeah. She's like, she's the best ever. It's unbelievable. Cause she was like texting me like the days leading up to it. Like, I'm so sad. I'm not going to be at your opening day. Oh, she had you know, it's, this really sucks. And I'm like, Hey, you know, it's the first of many. Uh, well, not the first, I, the first one was last year. No fans. No one was allowed at that one. Right. Uh, but you know, it's, I said, you know, it's going to be a plenty more opening days. It's going to be all right. You know, I, I was, I wasn't happy about it. But, you know, I was just trying to, like, you know, stay, stay focused and, you know, try and make her feel better. And sure enough, she just shows up. <laughs> she got you. She got yeah. you. What are, the, what are the odds that she could do your homework for you and video Louie doing something cool? Oh, 100%. Great. I'm in. And so is Mrs. Yeah. Rose. I'll speak on behalf of oh, Mrs. Rose. She yeah, loves she, it when the wives get involved. Yeah, Louie's got, Louie's got some tricks up his sleeve. Nice. nice. We might be able to get multiple. All right. Hey, listen, extra credit won't hurt. It goes a long way with Mrs. Rose. I'm just telling you. So love it. Uh, listen, dude, good luck in your next start. We will speak to you somewhere down the road in a few weeks. Thank you for bringing Liam Hendricks on the show. He was a blast. Oh, as expected. Yeah, that was awesome, man. I, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely, like I said, one of the quirkiest teammates I've ever had, but I think he's going to be one of the best for sure. I would certainly agree with that. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Chris Rose Rotation here on John Boy Media. Continue to give us a thumbs up on our YouTube. Do you do subscribe anywhere you get your podcast? Big thanks to Robbie Scirocco running the board and editing this baby as well. Lucas, great job as always, and we'll see you next time. All right? All right. See you later, Chris.